The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. So today we continue with our Living the Vision series, and our theme has been on course. And we've been looking at our sole purpose, our core purpose, and seeking to bring our deepest gifts forward into actualization in our lives. And we've been talking about five pathways for empowering the possible. We started with visioning, and that's going to our hearts for a deeper sense of why we're here, a deeper vision for our lives. Then it was about claiming. It's about saying yes and a, and a deep and powerful commitment to that emerging vision. And then initiating, going forward courageously uh, into the expression of that vision bit by bit in our lives. And then last week we talked about celebrating as a power stance, that we celebrated it to keep the engines going and the fire lit behind our vision. And that brings us to today and a teaching story. It's a story about three men in days of old who were sentenced to die on the guillotine. And so the first man was laid there, and they pulled the rope, and the blade came down, and it stopped just inches short of his throat. And they thought of it as a miracle, and they let him go. And a second man was laid down there, and and the same thing happened, and so his life was spared. And so then the third man was laid down there, and he looked up, and he says, Oh, wait, I think I see the problem, and the pulley's there. (laughs) The many ways we can sabotage our lives. So many ways. And I want you to know of a way that we sabotage our lives that sometimes isn't fully understood. We sabotage our lives when we hold our good to ourselves. We sabotage our lives when we keep the scope of our lives small and isolated and self-serving and fearful. And so what we get to explore is, is the power of a greater vision as it can expand our lives through the final pathway we're talking about in this series, serving. It's the ultimate frosting on the cake of all of these is that as a vision emerges, as we claim it, initiate it, and continue to celebrate it, we swing out in serving and our lives get bigger and our vision is prospered. I want to talk about snorkelers and scuba divers. You know, snorkelers, they got those masks, and they got a little tube that, which they breathe through. And, uh, you know, snorkelers, they get to hover and float on the surface, and they can look down and get a sense of the teeming life of an ocean or a body of water, and they can see the fish a bit and see the undergrowth. And sometimes they can dive down just a little bit, but they've got to come up pretty quick because it's all about breathing through that tube. Scuba divers, on the other hand, are equipped to go deeper. Equipped to go deeper. And they can go deeper, and they can, they can be with that. They, they can swim with the schools of the fish. They can, they can go down to the surface and look up. They can, or the floor and look up. They, they can be near the beautiful living coral and the plants, immersed in the experience. And so the question arises, are you a spiritual snorkeler? Or a spiritual scuba diver? Are you content to simply float at the surface of spiritual experience? Or are you willing and ready to plunge into the depths? 
the depths of the experience of the divine, the experience of your spiritual potential in a way that gazing from afar cannot give you. You see, on-course living calls us deeper. Calls us deeper. It calls us to an ever greater spiritual maturity. And I think that's so important to know in this life of ours that it is about going deeper. I'm very clear that there is a point where in our growth we plateau or we begin to decline unless, unless we channel our efforts and our gifts into serving life and others. There's a point where we stop growing unless we're serving, gang. And I think the reason some of, uh, keep a hands-off with this thing called serving is that they've defined it or they've imbued it with a sense of sacrifice. It's like I'm giving up a whole lot. Or a sense of obligation or duty. When service is one of the deepest joys and, and, and rather than constricting our lives, service has the incredible opportunity of opening up our lives into greater dimensions, greater gifts, greater opportunities, greater blessings of every kind. It's really a key to a powerful on-course life. And the enlightened masters throughout the ages have declared this. The master teacher Jesus said, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And about his own life, he said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. And Gandhi, he said, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. We don't always think of it that way, but to lose and give ourselves in service is the way to really find ourselves. I think Albert Schweitzer, the great Albert Schweitzer, really hit the nail on the head. I don't know what your destiny will be. But one thing I know, the only ones among you who will be really happy are those who have sought and found how to serve. It is such a blessing. You see, in our teaching, we understand that we live, move, and have our being in the all-creative, all-originating spirit, that we're one with God. We're one in expression with God. God is expressing as us. And so God's not up in the clouds, it's the reality, the divine intelligence, the infinite life everywhere present, and we're a part of it. And being a part of that divine life, we are designed to be outlets of it, not holders or containers of it, because everything it gives us is a blessing to us. We're meant to be outlets of that, and all we have to do is look around in nature and see how life forms are simply choosing to be outlets. They're just designed to be outlets for their design, their expression, their beauty in life. And we too, but humanity in our free choosing, we can lose track of that. And we can forget that. And, and so much of humanity falls into a sense of, of separation from God rather than immersion in God. And in that separation, they, they become fearful and needy. And individuals who are fearful and needy will design a life that's all about getting and taking rather than giving back. Oh, but life frees up and we actually receive more when we catch the vision that we're here to serve and to give back and to be those outlets of the divine. And it's such a beautiful thing to experience. I've got a few examples of this to share with you. And the first comes from uh, a part of our Mile High family 
who found a way to give that was very unique in service to someone he loves. And so we're going to roll a little short video of a wonderful man in our church called Felix Hovell. My name is Felix Hovell. What I really embrace is the idea that we create our realities. What's going on in our minds? Our thought becomes our word. Our word becomes our deed. That's what I really embrace. Uh, so I donated my kidney to my ex-wife uh, several years ago. And uh, it's changed my life dramatically in a lot of ways, as I'm sure you can imagine. But uh, a couple of things that I didn't think would happen, I'm realizing, and it's becoming more evident to me, that those frequencies of giving are reciprocal. They just come right back. When you give, you open up a channel so that you can accept that energy back, whether you're giving your time, whether you're giving of your finances. Which brings us back to the church, because that's what we're talking about. Staying present, living out your intention, setting out your intention, and keeping those channels open. Felix Hovell donating his kidney. What a great mile higher, and what a great spirit, high consciousness of this thing. I'd like to introduce you to a wonderful lady who found her vision and her service. Her name is Davida Davison. Here is her uh, picture up there. Davida lives in Detroit. She's the granddaughter of a preacher. And, and she was so troubled with the de- economic devastation of Detroit when the auto industry lost its footing uh, and what continues to be kind of a devastation. And she sought, how can I serve? How can I help? And her own life was adrift as well. And then she got the idea that th- she noticed that a lot of people were very malnutrition, being of a lower economic base there in Detroit. They were buying fast foods and, and uh, high starches and high sugars, and, and a lot of illness was resulting from this. And yet she saw all sorts of deserted plots of land around the city, and she got the vision for urban agriculture. And so she organized many, many people to plant plots of, of uh, gardens all throughout the city. It's becoming known as a city of urban agriculture, and, and she found herself, and she found her joy, and, and she brought people together. And she says, these aren't plots of land where we're just growing tomatoes and carrots. We're building social cohesion as well as providing healthy, fresh food. A vision found through, how can I serve? A challenge that's afoot. And she discovers her own life in the process. Let me introduce you to a young man named Austin Perrine. He calls himself President Austin Perrine. There he is in his cape in front of the White House. He's received a lot of awards. Why is that? Well, one time he was watching the Animal Planet show, and he saw an episode where a panda abandoned its cub. And his dad, Terrence, happened to mention, well, Austin, uh, I guess that little cub's going to be homeless for a while. And Austin replied, well, are, there, are people homeless? And... And he said, yes, there are. And he said, Dad, go sh- I want to sh- have you show me homeless people. Show me a homeless person. And so his dad said, all right. They got in the car, and it didn't take them long. And they found a homeless person. And Austin demanded that they go get food for this young man. And they gave them food. And they spent the whole day giving food to homeless people. And Austin was on top of the world. He enjoyed it so much that he said, Dad, I want to make this a regular thing. And he devoted his allowance to buying food to give to the homeless. Well, Burger King heard about this, and they decided that they were going to give Austin Perrine, President Austin Perrine, $1,000 a week toward the food that he was going to be giving out. And he's been doing that. And he says, feeding the homeless is the highlight of my life. Can you believe that? A little kid gets it, gets it. 
And anytime you give yourself to service, greater bandwidths of service come along because his father Terrence says, Austin and I want to build a facility and get some specialists in here that can actually help these people get back into the workforce. So beautiful. Serving and finding your life. And let me go to the other end of the age spectrum and introduce you to Paul Tasner. Here's his picture. Now, Paul was a senior director of operations for a middle-sized, mid-sized company until at age 64, after 40 years of serving that company, he was laid off. And of course, he was devastated by it. For a couple of years, he tried his hand at consulting, and while he was doing a little of that, it was very hollow to him. So he did what I'm encouraging you all to do. He asked, what are the ways that I'm here to serve? And there was an incident, and he, was by the, he is, by the way, an engineer, where his wife was having an experience, I have and I bet you have too, trying to get into something that had that hard plastic wrapping in it. <laughs> and um, I am very non-ministerial when I come across that stuff, <laughs> trying to get in there. And, and Paul had that experience, and then it hit him, that he had always been so concerned about the pollution of plastics in our world. And so, two years later, at the age of 66, he became an entrepreneur. And he started a successful company that he now runs that designs and manufactures biodegradable packaging from paper waste, from agricultural and textile waste. And, and he's contributing to the reduction of the billions of pounds of these plastics that are polluting our, our land and our rivers and our oceans. And he's never been more alive never happier, never more fulfilled because his vision is unfolding and he's in service. And his motto is, it's never too late to reinvent yourself. To me, all of this speaks to the power of serving, which not only helps in the world, but it unleashes us in such a powerful way. So I want to offer you then four uh, steps that I think are integral to finding and honoring the path of serving. And the first is ask beautiful questions. Not beautiful questions are the ones that are very difficult to answer, but they're the ones that compel our hearts. That look out and see needs, unnecessary needs or challenges or troubles and asks why, why is this? What could be done? How can I be a part of that? To ask beautiful questions unleashes creativity and opportunity, newness, you see, this is different from what I call the fundamentalist mindset. The fundamentalist mindset basically asks no questions. It's about the answers. And the fundamentalist has all the answers in whatever their book is or their encrusted belief system. So our world isn't evolved by fundamentalists. The world is evolved by those who ask deep questions and bring their creativity forth. The world is actually evolved by misfits and heretics, gang. <laughs> Welcome to the tribe, by the way. <laughs> so I'm inviting you to ask the beautiful questions that your heart wants to ask. And inevitably, though you will not get the full answer, you will get a sense of direction and probably an inner impulsion because you're the one who asked the question. And that'll take you then to the second step. And, and that is, and this is an interesting one, 
Let your heart be broken. I think one of the ways that we leave a complacent, lead a complacent or perhaps an apathetic life is that we remove our hearts from the scene. We shelter our hearts. Our hearts are strong. And at times, we need to be available to what's going on and let our hearts be broken. You know, you ask the questions and then you look and you see the struggles, the suffering, the needless limitation. And you know we need to be present to it and not avoid the feeling. Let our hearts be broken because my conviction is is that when we let our hearts be broken, they can be broken open to greater strength and greater courage. You know, it takes a sense of inner wherewithal, but we're spiritual beings. We're here to be an outlet for the divine. So ask those beautiful questions and let our hearts be broken open so that we can move into higher service. And sometimes we then just have to keep going for it, even when we reach the third part. And that is embrace blessed unknowing. Because anytime you decide to serve, especially if you're impelled by a vision, there's going to be a whole lot of lack of clarity about how do I do it? Uh, and, and how will I know what to do? How will the resources come together? And you just got to be able to tolerate a lot of unknowing, a lot of uncertainty. But the truth is, if you'll just go ahead and do what's before you day by day, continue to celebrate your vision, continuing to keep your heart open in serving, you will be guided. It will come together as you believe that I don't know how, but I'm a part of a greater mind that does know how. And I'm going to let that unfold for me. And so it's, it's to embrace that unknowingness and go for it, even if it is that your efforts will only be finished or fulfilled by future generations, and yet you know it's yours to make your contribution here and now in this one. And so it's to embrace that unknowingness and not let it be a barrier. So that you can go then to the fourth step in in the wonderful divine process of serving. And that is to be a warrior for the human spirit. Oh, if there's anything we would all do, it is to always go from this place, from our services, from our classes, from our events, dedicated to being warriors for the human spirit. To, to, to be willing to take a stand for sanity and heart in our culture and to stand for, for the highest and best that we sense is within all of humanity and to hold that vision deeply and strongly in our lives, to be that warrior and to, and to, and to make sure we don't get lulled into trying to engage with the destructive forces we seek to overcome but, but instead, to, to reach out to others in, in high service so that we bring forth greater light and greater love into our culture. You are a warrior for the human spirit, an advocate for the love and the light and the possibilities that life is trying to get out through us when we're ready to serve. I've always loved these words from George Bernard Shaw. This is the true joy in life. The being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one. Being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish little clod of ailments and grievances complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. I am of the opinion that my life belongs to the whole 
community. And as long as I live it, it is my privilege to do for it whatever I can. Whatever I can. Serving is where it's at. You want a rich, full life? Then ask those beautiful questions. Let your heart be broken and broken open to your power. You know, bless those unknowns. You don't need to know it all as you go, but just decide. You're going to go for it like a Paul Tasner or an Austin Perrine or a Davida Davison. All of these beautiful folks and the ones around us here that you go forth as a light.